know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. What are their tw- If we record every week, mm-hmm. we'll be on Voyager, what? No time flat. Because what? There's 25 episodes left. In yeah. Deep Space one. Nine, right? Yep. So that's, that's what? Four months? Mm-hmm. We'll be on Voyager. I went ahead and, and watched uh, What We Left Behind. I haven't seen I haven't, yeah, I haven't got that for you. That, that was a hard watch. Um, just, you know, those memories and stuff coming. Not back. a happy ending? Oh, no, it, it, was, it, was, it was fun to, you know, see everybody again. And, you know, and behind the scenes on a lot of stuff. But We're not then, watching it until I finish the series. Because I know oh, how it ends. I, I, thought, I was, thought you were talking about the, uh, the series finale. No, no, no. Isn't That's that called what, what We Left Behind, too? What We Leave Behind. Yeah. Is the finale. What We Left Behind is the documentary. I'm not, yeah, I haven't watched the, I haven't, I know how it ends, but I haven't seen the series finale and I have not yeah. watched the um, documentary yet because I don't want to. I would have loved to have just been able to sit in the writer's room for the whole, the, the No entire. shit, man. You act like we don't know who you are. <laughs> well no not do anything just just sit there and and you know just listen just listen as as the the creative about because the, there's a they show that for you know how they come up with the idea or something and how they they break out a, an episode yeah it's just i'm like, really oh, excited to watch that because i i love things of that nature especially of a creative vein like i love to see how they make the sausage you know mm-hmm so where is it up for uh to be watched uh i watched it on amazon you bought it uh, i i rented it i think it was like oh no actually was it a rental i know it was for rent on one place and then it was free for a while somewhere else but i think i paid like 3.99 for it to just you know watch it i'm gonna buy the blu-ray i just not right now because you know i would have to touch something that was from outside my house we just our policy has just been like bringing it into the house and letting it sit there for like 24 hours i put my mail in the oven and because you know thanks to science fiction i know that the uh, 325 for 30 minutes well well i know that paper burns at four you know 451 so i as long as i keep it below that and they said that 160 for an hour would kill it so i celsius uh no kelvin <laughs> no yes Actually, that's, think, that's pretty fucking cold <laughs> i think either of those temperatures yes would kill it but that is not the recommendation if you want your mail so i just do 160 fahrenheit and uh for an hour <laughs> so if you smell anything coming from ben's apartment it's just his mail so the problem with that though um I'm working from home, and so in front of me, I've got my two uh, giant monitors, and they're on the swing arms and all this stuff. I've just moved my table and and taken over the living room. I was reassembling it um, after Passover uh, was ending, and I didn't need the table anymore. There were no more meals planned. So I'm putting everything back together, and the swing arm swung, and it knocked over my cup of coffee, which then poured into my power strip. No! Right, didn't get on the table, but it only got on my notebook 
and into the uh, the power strip, and then there's like smoke coming out of the power strip, and the wow. breaker trips, and it's just like, oh, that that's great. That's scary. So then I take and I'm cleaning that up, but then my notebook is ruined, and it's my last notebook. So I'm like, shit, I, I don't want to mess that up, but it's messed up. And you know how you you get a notebook wet? How it, so I'm like, hey, I've got an idea. I'll just toss this in the oven because it always stays it stays warm you know how in a gas oven it stays warm but it doesn't it's not hot yeah yeah, I was yeah. Like, okay that, that'll just like slowly dry the you know the notebook out and i'll be fine did it work uh it did until later in the day when i had forgotten that anything was in there <laughs> and i was like hey you know what i think i'm gonna um toast up uh some uh what was it i was what was i go oh the matzo with you put like uh butter and sugar on top mm-hmm. and kind of make like a little snack so i was going to do that so i went to preheat the oven so i you know go and bump it up to like 425 or whatever and i'm sitting here and i'm having a uh zoom conference with work and all of a sudden my fire alarm starts going <laughs> off you've had a tough day it's like what's going on and I'm like shit and i jump up and i'm running away from the zoom call and so they get to hear me slamming, you know, and putting out the notebook in the oven that had uh, singed a little. Sorry, I burned my notebook in the oven. It didn't. Bar- it didn't catch fire because again, Fahrenheit four fifty one, and I was only at four twenty five. Sure, it probably smoldered a little. It was. It was smoldered. definitely smoke. It was smoking enough that the, uh, you know, the thing. Now was- I wonder if putting uh, wet paper in rice will work the w- same way if you. Get, put your phone in rice. It takes all the moisture out of it. Yeah, I put my tablet in some rice. and uh, there you, Yeah, right. There you go. That'll totally work. Sorry. Rough, it's been a rough week. It's okay, man. So, um, but I tell you what, it has been a tough time for a lot of people. It's been a tough time for this people of the world of our land that we live in, if you will. But I got to tell you, when I sat down and watched uh, episode one of season seven, my problems just seemed to drift away because I was immersed in the world of Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, final season, season seven. Oh man, so much going on. Phenomenal. So much going on. And they do a really good job in this episode of just kind of laying everything out. Here here are the opening storylines that we're going to do for this beginning of the season because it's not like modern tv now where you have 10 episodes and that first episode is going to be they're going to lay everything out for the season then you're just going to go in that general direction this will be the first arc this is where we're going to go for the first three or four episodes yep. me me thinks yeah i think uh three months later is probably yep. the ideal amount of time to to set this to because Everything's still kind of fresh and raw from Jadzia dying. Right. But people have kind of moved on. You know, it's people aren't still really upset about it in the same way that they would be if it was like one month later or something like well, that. Well, Worf is. Oh, that's his wife. Obviously. That's different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the rest, yeah, kind of you know, progressed. that promotion helped Kira get Worf over. is in an awesome Klingon way, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... Worf is really sad. And like when they bring the Defiant back to the station and Worf is huffing and puffing because mm, I don't know how many more of these convoy missions I can stand guarding bolts. <laughs> He's all pissed Which, Ironically, uh, an episode of DS9 was on where Worf was on trial 
because he was escorting a convoy and uh, got accused of blowing up a transport, uh, Klingon transport ship. I remember that civilian episode. transport. Yeah, yeah. Oops. that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, so Worf's being all mad because he wants to. He wants a great battle, and he even yells at Nog because Nog is like, "Well, it's better being here than out there in the shit." And Worf yeah. is like, "You're." coward yeah. <laughs> he basically just calls him a coward <laughs> like Oops. did you join starfleet i just wanted some the gi bill that's why i joined <laughs> i just i figure i do my four years and then i'd get my degree i'd be okay i just, just wanted to be in the theater program sir i just wanted to play Macbeth. i just found out that the guy i mean the scottish play oh no oh, <laughs> this episode's doomed <laughs> I saw the, uh, the the guy who did the Picard song. You, you've heard that one, where they they've took an, an auto tuned Picard and turned it into a song. Okay, right. They huh. and it's 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 he kept talking and talking and it was quite oh, hypnotic. Okay. You know that yeah. the same people did a Wharf song and a, a Riker song. Ah, that's cool. And and the the Riker one was in the uh, based on the episode where he's doing the play. And yeah. so yes. I was just like, oh my God, I just keep, is the entire third year at the Academy, like we joke about it, but the more you watch this, it's just like their theater department is yeah. probably as big as their astrophysics department. Yeah, it's all just theater. It's all just theater. But there's some interesting stuff going on because on the station, your boy Ross tells the head of the station she's been she's been Curl. doing this for three months yeah they tell her that hey there's going to be a ross and romulan ships that are coming into the station and a, a romulan senator is going to be working here and that's how it is i'm just telling you out of courtesy woman now one thing yeah. i don't understand is why did they give kira that job because this is a federation station and her position was as the bajoran liaison officer not well, as necessarily second in command. It was kind of one of those, you know, this position will always be a Bajoran who's second in command because they're quota higher. <laughs> quota. <laughs> so she's just she's just filling in. They they haven't officially replaced Cisco yet, as far oh, as did I did they say tell. that? I thought that's what but they she got had. promoted though. Yeah, she we, did get promoted. Right. Because we still have to endure over the summer break. Um, Odo and Kira's relationship is still going strong, which is a real bummer. <laughs> I was hoping they'd be a breakup. Yeah. But no. That would have been nice to come back to. Yeah, like, well, like, I'm hey, sorry. Isn't it great that we're just friends now? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's all, they never spoke of yeah. it again. Da, 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 sorry, da, da. I bothered you. Don't think of it that way. Just leave me alone and let me do my job. Oh, you want an acrimonious split. They're not I friends mean, whatever. anymore. I just want it to be the way it was where one of them lived in a bucket and the other one fucked lots of guys. It would be pretty interesting if they... <laughs> a bunch of priests. Yeah. <laughs> so Kira lived in a bucket? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> the chair what? makes it funny. What? But yeah. That would be fun to on a Star Trek show to have two of the cast members hate each other because they broke up and the rest of the crew has to just take sides. You That's know? the Orville. Well, yeah. Well, it'd be great if a Star Trek show did that, I'm saying. Well, but they, I mean, the, yeah, Orville the Orville fans think Orville's Star Trek. It's TNG light. Until yeah. they put it behind the paywall, then we'll see what happens to the audience. Yeah, exactly. 
Isn't it going to Hulu? Uh, yes. Yeah, but I it's think. paywall though, right? It, I, well, Hulu. I mean, it, yeah. So you got to pay. You got to pay me for that show, baby. This, well, yeah. I guess you still have to have a basic Hulu. You couldn't pay me to watch that show, Daddy. You can still watch some stuff free on Hulu, can't you? Can you? I I don't think so. I know back in the day you could. I don't well, know yeah, that's how, they, that's how they got ago. you in. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah so uh, then we meet the Romulan. His name is Kreatik, I think. Kreak? Is that her name? C-R-E-T-A-K. Kreatak clan ain't nothing to fuck with. She's okay. She Whoa. gives us, She gives me a Hillary Clinton vibe. She is the uh, germaphobe from Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. Is she? That's, yeah. Awesome. That's all I could think the whole episode. I was like, oh, it's the germaphobe. Oh, interesting. Okay. Where Kramer made the the salad in the shower. Yes. <laughs> I love it when Star Trek and Seinfeld, when they when they cross paths like that, it's so much fun. Yeah. Because again, '90s actors. You're in this show. You're in Star Trek. You're in Law and Order. You're in Seinfeld. Like you do all of them. You just yeah. run the loop. You know. Yeah. Well, I plus think, it's you know a Paramount production. So if you're on that back lot, yeah, anything that was you know Paramount. You were, we, you were in there. She doesn't have an IM. She doesn't have a Wikipedia page, Megan Cole. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, that is who she is. Okay. The very first Google image of her is uh, with Elaine. That's awesome. She just gave me a Hillary Clinton vibe, and I think it's just because she was a powerful woman in like a pantsuit. I was like, hey, look, it's, it's yeah. Romulan if Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Check it out. I just Hil- can't think Hillary of Romulan Clinton? Yeah, look, her, her emails. <laughs> Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> Hillary's an alien. I mean, I'd take her. Uh, we blame the pandemic on her now. Yeah. I'm just giving the InfoWars some some material during this pandemic for them to Hillary Romulan, Romulan Clinton. Clinton. She's from Romulus. Hey, Hillary Romulan <laughs> Klingon. <laughs> well, she was a Klingon. That would make me want to vote for her even more because I did I vote for her. But if she was like talking about going to Stova Corps and screaming all the time, I'd be totally amped on that. <laughs> Wanting to fucking send our troops on to We'll see, on. the Romulan part is for the alt-right people mm-hmm. who want to believe that she just wants to be a totalitarian ruler and control, you know, nanny state our lives. And then the Klingon part is for the far left people who think that she's a, a war hawk. I'm into it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it works. They, I mean, they really do a great job of setting the table for the season, or again, at least like the first three or four episodes, because then we go back to the Earth, and there is, there's Cisco, the old do, clam washer, doing his yeah. washing clams. Yeah, washer clams, baby. That's right. Mm. Especially during these uh, these these difficult times, it's important to remember to wash your clam. Let me wash them clams, Mama. Hmm. You're a tram for me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was up all night washing clams. Washing the clams, playing the piano. Tickling, yeah. tickling the ivories, washing the clams. Yeah. 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 And, I like uh, the idea that Cisco had been sitting at that piano for like 19 hours or whatever mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like uh doc holiday in yeah. tombstone just playing the piano okay he's dressed for for working in the kitchen yeah 
because he's there to help, you know, help his dad. Yeah. Everybody's in the restaurant. so hungry. They're like, where's the fucking food? Well, we're down one chef. Yeah. Jazz man over there. <laughs> hey, piano he's man. Jazz man. Yeah. Thank, thanks for playing me a song there. Come on, bleeding man. gums. Get your ass in the kitchen. <laughs> My gumbo is cold. But, uh, I washed all the clams I needed to wash. I washed the clams. So he's not even at chef level. That's his, his clam washing clothes. He's not yeah, even the, like. It's easy to step in and out of that role. <laughs> but the way he's, I mean, it looks like he really enjoys washing the clams. Like, I think it's almost therapeutic for him. Oh, yeah. You, know, if you have a lot on your mind, you know, yeah. and you got shit to work through. You and, and lost contact it. with these space alien gods that used to talk to you all the time. And think you about know, that shit, too. Like, Think about if you're Jake Cisco, where you've lost your mom, she's dead, you've been dealing with that your whole life, and then you've lost your dad to like these weird space aliens, and you've got to listen to him tell you about I have another vision, son. So like, come on, can not just have a normal conversation, Dad? The prophets are telling me what I need to know. Okay, okay. Get back to washing the clams crazy. There was a black woman in the sand. <laughs> Dad, whatever kind of drugs you're on. And give I don't me know, some. man. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Cisco was like, I don't know who she is. I was like, I know who she is. She's your mom, clearly. I thought she was Grace. There's Jones. not a whole lot of black women on, the, on Star Trek. It's got to be your mom. <laughs> it's Jordy's mom. It's your mom. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, anytime a black woman shows up, an older black woman shows up, that's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's who it is. <laughs> it's not Ahura. It's not Guinan. Yeah. There's only one choice left. Yeah. It's your mom. It's your mom. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Meme of kid falling over. Repeat it. <laughs> and yes, Dennis, you are correct. It is your mom. <laughs> but he doesn't know this. Well, I know well, that is. That's I your mean, mom. To be fair... I mean, it's not like his dad wanted to keep it some big secret from him. Because if you don't want somebody to know something and you want to play it cool, you shouldn't go, don't ever speak of her again and just run upstairs. Like, that's a bad first reaction. You'll yeah. never know anything. And then poor Jake, again, he's like, why is everybody in my family just overacting? Like, is like, this going to happen to me at some point? <laughs> Am I just when I get older? In, I'm just going to turn into some overacting old man. <laughs> I have to know. Well, no, Jake's okay because he turns into Tony Todd when he's an old man, so it's, it's, it's fine. But we don't see those middle years. Yeah, no, it's yeah, kind of like gotta, he's got to get there. It's like Jesus is born and then he becomes an. Oh, old Tony Todd was a little crazy because his dad mysteriously disappeared and kept yeah. reappearing throughout his life. Yeah, so he was kind of nuts too. That caused that causes the a, old Cisco curse. Overacting. The old Cisco overacting curse. Yeah. Generation to generation. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch from afar, but it's got to be hard to live in the same house with that. Oh, man. I mean, so much over. I mean, well, the the women of, are always killing themselves. Think about what the <laughs> kitchen of that restaurant must be like, too, with the three of those overactive motherfuckers in there. <laughs> Where is the bread? <laughs> How come the clams are not clean yet, son? I'm cleaning the clams as fast as I can. This week on Cisco's Creole <laughs> Kitchen. 
this is probably where they got the idea for like restaurant rescue and all that stuff with the guy, the British guy who looks like a mouse, where you just come uh-huh. in and overact. Maybe he's a Cisco. Maybe that's like Cisco's white great 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 like grand uncle or something. He sees his face in the sand. Yes. I saw Chef Robert Irvine's face in the sand. <laughs> He was very muscular and mouse-like. I'm telling you, he looks like a cartoon mouse. Like a does, really muscular He does have a weird mouse. face. He's yeah. married, or he at least was married, I don't know if he still is, but to an Asian wrestler. Yes, they're, they're still married. I, I don't know what her name, I forget what her name was. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. I think she's Korean or something. Yeah. That's still impressive. Uh, Aang Kim or something like that? That's something real. Like that. That's real racist that I just assumed her name was Kim, but it I is. I'm pretty sure it is Kim. It is. She's I know. Korean. I mean, that's like Park. The most common Korean last name is Kim. Kim Kim. But yeah, it's um it's good stuff, man. I'm real I was really pleased with this episode. I really I mean yeah. it's it's hard not to be pleased because you know you're just getting the continuation from where you left off. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, like nothing is going to be resolved. Nothing is going to be, no book ends. This is just opening up your storybook. Like now you're going to get the rest of the story. And I think it's cool, man. Like yeah. you find out why Worf, because even Julian mentions like, well, normally for Klingons, the grieving period isn't this long. Like what's wrong with Worf? Oh, because Jedzia doesn't get to go to Stovacor. Yeah. Because she didn't die in a glorious battle. Yeah. He's I mean, like, I wasted that yell. It was part of a glorious battle, though, right? Like, no, nah, no, nah, she was just a bystander. She basically went out like a punk. Yeah, she did. So now, fumbling for her phaser. <laughs> so now, Martok is going to make uh, Worf his first officer. Yeah, take him into glorious battle. Which and is Worf is excited. Really fucking cool. But yeah. then Julian signs up because he's like, no, nope, I, I want to be part of this. I want to help Jezia make it to uh, Stovacor. And then O'Brien's, it's like, who's left to run the station? <laughs> they just keep leaving. Nobody, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. There's, no, <laughs> there's no senior officer to report to on the they, Federation they, side. They like, it's, and here's be, the substitute teacher. It's just like, yeah, whatever, run amok. And to be fair, I mean, this is the last season. So it's like, they got senioritis. So like, you know, man, no big deal. <laughs> got it, we're graduating. Season series is over. We got this. I got my credits. I'm good. Yeah. Just burning out the clock. Go to the old four corners. <laughs> She's gonna pass the ball, run this. Warm up the bus. Warm up the bus. <laughs> they start jingling their space car keys. And um, yeah, yeah. it's uh, I mean, it's cool, man. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When they were talking about, I'm gonna go and help my friend get to Stovacore. I got a little misty eyed. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. It was very nice. And, and is this, it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, as much as she was into the whole Klingon culture, though. You know, is that was a big even before Worf, she was you know an honored name in in, in the Klingon culture. Yeah. So this is something that it's it's you know, it's well within her wishes you know to to ensure she has a place in Stovacor. And I love the idea that Quark is like, are you, how do you know she even wants to do this? What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Where's your brains? I love how he's throughout this entire episode, he's yeah. just the like. He's right on everybody's parade where Worf comes into the holodeck and has uh, Fontaine sing the song. Uh, he gets all upset and smashes up the bar. And <laughs> Quark is like, well, I don't want him smashing up my bar. Like, what if he gets tired of breaking fake ones? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's what I've found kind of weird about like when they're surveying the damage that he did. I was like, isn't this a hologram? Where they yeah. like, why is Quark looking at it like, oh, how am I gonna rebuild this? Well, it was funny too like, because they the reset button. David mentioned like uh, the the control band delete. The, the band leader was like, yeah, the band's gonna quit, and he's like, they're holograms. He doesn't. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Vic is the only one that has self awareness, yeah. right? Yeah, but that makes him super powerful, right? Like he's like Moriarty and TNG powerful. Then. Yeah, yeah, and he's left. And nobody seems worried about it. Yeah, they're just like, fine, he's nice, he sings songs. Yeah. He's not gonna hurt us. You can trust it's space Italians. <laughs> it's, it's Vic. Hey, I'm fucking you know. Vic Fontaine. He's gonna start hey. running numbers on the station. What, That's I'm a hologram, right. I can't do any of that stuff. He, he yeah. knows Frank and Sammy, he's, yeah. he's a good guy. Did I ever tell you that story about Joey? <laughs> not Joey Bishop though, Joey Buttafuoco. Joey Fontaine? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, it was really, I mean, I just, I, I thought this whole episode was just, it was just good. Like, it was well, just, I like it. It sets up two good quests. Yes. You, you've got the one quest that's, you've got this group of people, they're going to go off and get Jedzy and Stovacor. Meanwhile, on Earth, you've got the Cisco clan getting together and, and finding out, whoop, that's your mom. Oh, and she uh, just left after you were a year old, which having, you know, dealt with three one-year-olds, over the course of time, I can see that that is the time you just like, I'm out. <laughs> this is too um, much for me. Yeah, fuck It's this. about the time they really start walking and... They're getting into stuff. Yeah. And you can know, you imagine I... Cisco? Goo, goo, ga, ga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I can't take it anymore. So he finally oh, gets... Oh, shit, my pants. <laughs> Potty training was horrible. <laughs> but they get, you know, Grandpa Cisco to tell the story. So now it's just like, oh, we're on a quest to go, you know, see the pl Tyree where I dug her up at the last time in the dream. And that's when there's a knock at the door. Have, have we ever heard of Tyree? Just the you know, there's a character named Tyree. I just know the singer. Ty Tyree Gibson. <laughs> well, no, Tyree. From the Fast and the Furious movies? <laughs> no, Tyree of the Hill People uh, on a private little. Tyree world. of the Hill People. I am Tyree of the Hill People. <laughs> it was the uh, Vietnam metaphor episode. I would like to walk with your woman. <laughs> Close. I am. I'm sorry, Ben. What'd you say? <laughs> No, because then there's the knock at the door, and uh, this you know young officer's looking for uh, Cisco, just as they're about to leave, and then we find out that this is you know the Ezri Dax, yeah. the, the new which, incarnation. You know, instantly, even if I mean, obviously, we kind of already know this because the show is 25 years old, but yeah. a strange trill lady walks up to the door. You got to know who it is. It's Dax. Yeah, yeah. She's got spots. You figure it's Dax. Yeah. yeah. Who's this elf with spots? Because she's very elfish. It's yeah. that haircut. Yeah, she's a little a, pixie. Yeah. She's got the pixie cut. And I got to tell you, I knew she was coming. Because um, like I said, I haven't seen, I've seen some of season seven, but not all of it. I knew she was coming. And like well, before, when I saw her, she didn't bother me. But as soon as she walked in the door, I was like, man. I'm out. He, this is the point where you have to move on from Jadzia. Yeah, like I can't. <laughs> so her death is so. Maybe fresh the writers were ready. Maybe the the characters are ready. I'm not ready. God damn it. <laughs> so here's a weird thing. So I'm watching the the 
documentary, right? And, and they get the writers back together and they're sitting there and they're basically making the first episode of the eighth season. And so they're talking about Dax and how she died or whatever. And one of the writers is, is looking and he's like really confused. He's like, what do you mean when Dax died? It's like, well, yeah, when, when Terry left the show, we had to kill off Jadzia Dax. And, and then we brought in it. And this guy's looking like super confused. And he's like, wait, I can't think I remember that. <laughs> but so she, that was right. Cause she died. There was like a battle and then she dies on the spaceship and there's no other trill available. So they had uh, this new trill that was on the ship to, and, I, and so he's just getting the story all completely wrong. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is that's exactly until I watch this again, that's how I remembered it happening is so it's this weird thing that he misremembers it the same way. I Mandela affected you. Yeah. yeah. So he, this the only other time I've seen, you know, video proof of, of me and getting something wrong with someone else. And it's yeah. like, Okay, this guy helped write the series. So <laughs> that I feel pretty good that you know this multi-dimension thing is happening, and I've phased through to the one where she dies, like you know, punk. Well, in the it's temple. also a reminder that this show came out in the era of everything coming out on broadcast TV, mm -hmm. VHS, to where you can't just rewatch it instantly. You see it once, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe still, hope for a rerun one day, but they might not show that episode. And you never a, know when that rerun's going to happen. So you may only see this episode yeah. one time. And how long did it take for the stuff to come out on to VHS anyway? Years. Yeah. The, years. The TV shows, it was yeah, not a years. Like now you get the, the season seven now available on Blu-ray DVD. Because I remember like they used to do, and Ben, you probably know more about this than I would, but mm -hmm. they used to do like, they would group episodes together from different seasons. Like if they had a common theme, like yeah. the Borg episodes, and then you would just yeah. get like the Borg episodes or. Yeah. I remember that in Blockbuster walking yeah. through the aisles, like you'd see the, the Borg collection. Yeah, Star Trek have, Next Generation, robot have, farting. And then you'd be like, oh, I want to I've got the spot collection. Data has a dream episode. Yeah. That's like a 90 disc box set of data dreaming. <laughs> Theater is, arts. Yeah. <laughs> is data sentient? That's 74 episodes. Yeah, all the theater art, the theater arts collection is the entire collection of TNG. Yes. Seasons one through seven. You know, like. And weird, the movies. Weird energy monsters. <laughs> there you go. That's, <laughs> that's all of Star Trek. <laughs> Time travel. Well, there's all of Voyager. Yeah. Because so, yeah, they didn't do them like whole seasons. That was relatively. The, one of the first shows I remember doing that was, was The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. We started releasing The Simpsons on DVD because I have like the first three of them. Well, see, I remember when I was a kid in the back of Starlog magazine, there was like an ad that you could subscribe Ooh. to a service. And then for $14.95 each, you could get each episode of Star Trek, the Nick, uh, Star Trek, I'm sorry, on uh, VHS. And so one, you would just, one show per VHS? One show per VHS. $14.95. A piece? Get, Yes, and you'd get 14, or I'm sorry, you'd get 79 uh, tapes. That's crazy. <laughs> you'd have 79 tapes at 14. That's like a, that's like a year's worth of house payments. It's buying an encyclopedia collection. Yeah. yeah. The Encyclopedia Star Trek. Yeah. Now, Bob, did you see my tweet about Starlog Magazine? I did not. <laughs> I missed it. Let me look. So I was... Uh, uh, on Marvel Unlimited. I still haven't started reading that that uh, X-Force, but um, 
I there's a, a new Doctor Doom series, I guess. Ooh, nice. That I wanted to check out. Yeah, I'm not too hot on it. But <laughs> there was a panel in there where they mentioned Starlog magazine. That's it reminded awesome. me reminded me of Ben. Yeah, That's the, really the, awesome. it was the newscasters. Oh, there it, it is. Like, well, it looks like something out of Starlog magazine. That's really yeah. great. But yeah. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you should watch? Uh, you know what you should read, Dennis, that I just started was uh, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye Run. Have yeah. you read any of that? Is that Kate Bishop or is No, it... it's both of them. Oh. It's it's kind of like Ben, you would really dig this. It's uh-huh. the idea, like if you took, and this is the way Matt Fraction kind of pitched it, was like, it's Hawkeye, Clint Barton, but it's the Rockford Files. So it's like a weird combination of the two, like okay. very kind of street level. You don't really see him in his uniform. He's kind of hard luck. He gets beat up a lot. I've read the first four issues and I kind of love it. It's really yeah. great. Hmm. I would definitely check it out. The, the the writing is very clever and kind of witty and it's got that vibe to it. Like you kind of get like the seventies detective horror on his luck kind of Rockford files thing to it. It's cool, man. It's fun. I don't really go out of my way too much to read that many Avengers related stories. But the yeah. cool part is like, it feels like it's completely out of that. Cause what yeah. I've read, I've read four issues and I've seen captain America once and he's sitting <laughs> at a table. Like that's yeah. it. You well, know no, you know, to be honest though, like <laughs> this is me as a kid reading comics is if uh, characters were married <laughs> and the wife was hot and the husband was a dick, then I automatically didn't like that character. So I never really? liked Hawkeye because I read, read West Coast Avengers. Okay. And they they broke the team up because they Hawkeye and Mockingbird couldn't get along. Mm. And I sided with Mockingbird. <laughs> so I was like, fuck Hawkeye. So then you never liked uh, it. I never liked four either. No, I hated Reed Richards. All right. Yeah. Wow. I was like, come on, Susan. Well, you'll really like this series. You don't have to be invisible around me. You could be a star, baby. You could, you could really like this Hawkeye series because a lot of it, he's just getting his ass kicked. Yeah. And it's really fun. Like it's, it's got a good vibe to it. But anyway, it's got neither here nor there, but I'll check. I now want to read Dr. Doom 2099. Because I've heard that. Like, do you remember the old 2099 series yeah. Marvel did way back in the day? They did Spider-Man. They did Punisher, Ghost Rider. I think they did Doctor Doom. But from what I... I never read it. And they don't have all of them on Marvel Unlimited, which is weird because this is one of the only ones they don't have. But from what I understand, it's actually real Doom. In Doom 2099. That makes and I sense. Want, and I want to see how they get there. Yeah. Have you checked? There's like that Read Comics Online page. That for some reason, and I've read stuff all the way up through the 90s and the early 2000s on there. And I can't remember what they, I've got, it's bookmarked, so I'll send you the link. But it it's basically just entire runs of uh, of comics. And like, I went back and, f- like my first comic is uh, Captain America 237. So nice. I went back and found that. And then I went further back and then read up to so I could see what the storyline was that led to that situation. It was kind of cool to, after all these years to kind of put it in context. That's cool. I'm into that. So, but you can find, I mean, I reread uh, Bad Boys. That's on there, the full run. I don't know what that is. I know, I know what's Bad Boys. It's the, uh, it's the, it's an Amazon series now. But, oh, uh, the boys. The boys. That's yeah. shit. Oh. I don't know what, yeah, the boys. So I read that. Oh, bad boys. Jesus. Bad boys. Um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. 
Yeah, whole comics. It was based on a comic. You didn't know that. <laughs> or Dana Carvey and John Lovitz? <laughs> they were the original. That's why, you know, it was just, you know, blackwashing Hollywood. But uh, Exactly. You know, replacing two perfectly fine Jewish guys with... Yeah. Uh, Back before they were replacing all the white men with women, they were replacing with black men. Those bastards. But... Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll send you a link. That's and cool. You might be able to find the stuff you're looking. It's like a pirate site that we're gonna I, all gonna. The FBI is gonna come get us. For I don't know. I mean, you know, there's occasionally a link to you know something called Silk Road, but just don't click <laughs> on it. You're fine. At least we're still inside. That's what we can tell the. Yeah, like I mean, we're not outside. Yeah. Well, what you do is you hook up to your neighbor's Wi-Fi, and so then they're the ones that get busted. So. That's a good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah, you remote remote log in to somebody else's computer. Let them in, take the in Belarus or something. Let them take the heat. That's why you could try NordVPN. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, I, I was really pleased with the way this episode turned out. Even though, yep. again, um, the fact that Benjamin Cisco didn't realize that that guy was going to stab him. I mean, where yeah. did you, where did that come from? And These Bajorans are just goofy people, man. Like, I mean, they, they switch their religious affiliations like that. Well, what do you mean, Dennis? Explain what you're talking about. So I guess Kira kind of complains to this, uh, complains about this for a little bit at the be at one point of the episode. She's like, mm -hmm. these people have been here for like three days, these Paw Wraith worshipers. So like now that people can't talk to the wormhole gods or the orbs don't work, <laughs> everybody starts worshiping these Paw Wraiths instead because they're the ones who killed the, the wormhole. It's like, man. People just need something to believe in, don't they? I love the idea of that. Like, oh, my God's not speaking to me anymore. I'm going to worship the yeah. other one now. Oh, this God put those gods on detention? All right. I guess we got a new God. That God's cool as shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> man, my God. So you're saying this guy kicked this guy's ass? All right, fine. I'm worshiping him now. Yeah. <laughs> we good. For some reason, though, the, the Bajoran that stabbed him, I thought for some reason... That was Nog without makeup. <laughs> I could see that. Like, and so I, I meant to look it up and see, you know. Actually, he seemed too tall to be Nog. Well. But yeah, he does. He just appears out of nowhere and just goes like, oh, hey, what's up, friend? It's like, no, dude, this guy's going to fuck you up. Like, yeah, it's got to be weird to see a Bajoran on Earth. I yeah. Mean, We've they, been they, looking... don't, they don't really get out much. We've been yeah. looking for you. Yeah. What? We're going to stab you, but I'm here to be your friend. Like, nah, son, you're going to kill me, Jack. You better leave me alone. You better get out of my face with that crazy stuff. So I guess that's the thing that, you know, I haven't seen any of these episodes. Are these people communicating with the Paw Wraith now? Oh. Like, no. did the Paw Wraith send him to Earth to find Cisco to kill him so he couldn't go to Tyree? The cult how, the how else did this guy know to come to earth and that cisco well, was about to go on a quest to find they didn't know he was going to go on a quest maybe he said but, it you know. he's like oh you'll never make it a tyree and then he stabbed him well it's because oh. maybe he, they just knew i don't know maybe they've been watching him i don't know i really wasn't it's worried about that theory. yeah i just figured like mysticism man that's all you know what i'm saying like i know that sounds like it's like i could see like if they wanted to wipe him out because he was the emissary and now he stands against their new gods. Mm -hmm. And so they have to wipe away all remnants of the old religions. You know, that'd right. be pretty cool. Make but... room for Jack Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'd say I missed, I guess, that little bit that he had specifically said Tyree. Yeah, unless I'm remembering it wrong or something, but I could have swore he said that. And I don't think he just overheard him. Yeah. Talking yeah, because didn't he say something about the orb of the emissary? So maybe there's more to the the, the Paw Wraith. You know, it's not like they just switch teams, but, you know, because there's always been the cult of the Paw Wraiths. Yeah. You just never heard of them before. People actually started reading their their pamphlets. Well, after they, they fucked up the other guys, the hell corners. yeah, they did. You know that, baby. Like, Come learn about the Paw Wraith. See, we told you this would happen. Yeah. We it told you. Written. Our God was badass. Your God's a chumps, baby. <laughs> and we get to wear red. And yeah. And all that boring yellow. Do you guys get, I mean, our earrings are way bigger than yours. And we get cool ass daggers. Yeah. And we're going to cut people with them. But if you want to kill somebody, <laughs> it's more of a stabbing. Like he did a slashing. Yeah. You want to stab? Like I don't know though that he would have bled out in that alley if then, he, uh, if Jake then, hadn't been there to clam the guy. He clammed him. He saved the day. The clams, unsung heroes of the episode. They kill boredom and save your dad from being killed by some religious crazy person. The the prophets of Earth are in the clams. Mm-hmm. The clam will lead the way. Yeah, buddy. Be worshiping them clams. Let me let me worship your clam. Mm. In Flintstones times, they'd be rich. Yeah, they got lots of clams. <laughs> Sacks of clams. Uh, that's a lot of clams, Barney. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, it still bothers me that Barney's voice changed. Like when Mel Blank stopped doing Barney. Yeah. And they got the other guy to start doing the voice. That it just, it always just so disturbing. Sorry. Yeah, no, I never really. Like, um, that was one of the reasons why I, not my children, but I stopped watching Thomas the Train because in the later episodes, Thomas's voice changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm, he's Tom- just growing up. It's a natural part of life. No, it's just, the just, thing is, though, as, as long as the fat controller stays the same, I'm fine. Mel, <laughs> Mel Blank did it to me twice, though, because then on Buck Rogers, when they got to season two of Buck Rogers and they went out into deep space on that spaceship and tried to remake Star Trek, Twiggy's voice changed because Mel Blank stopped doing Twiggy's voice and uh, they hired another guy to do it. It's just like, son of a bitch, you did it to me again, Mel. Although I think he might have died then. But Maybe. still. Just, I, you get used, it'd be like if all of a sudden. No, I know. You know, Bugs Bunny didn't sound the same anymore. I'm super sensitive. Yeah, they made newer uh, Looney Tunes episodes. Yeah, and, just then, for, and, and the voice isn't as good. I saw, okay, so just completely off tangent. Like but when the Jim guy, Henson died. The guy, yeah. oh, God, that got me too. But the guy who does now um, the, the, the Porky Pig voice, uh, Twee Bird, and Marvin the Martian. The cool part is that all used to be done by one guy. Yeah. So this <laughs> That's was, the amazing this guy, part. Well, this guy does those three voices. But when he was doing his Marvin and he was criticizing somebody else's Marvin, He's like, oh no, Marvin would send would be more like this, and Marvin wouldn't do that. And I'm like, uh, the other guy sounded pretty much like classic Marvin, not yeah. not the crap you're doing. See, so. and I still I've gotten my kids to watch the Three Stooges mm-hmm. um, because it's on MeTV every Saturday at like six o'clock, and my son loves the Three Stooges because it's just like it's like live Looney Tunes, like it's like live action because you guys are getting hit in the head with hammers and shit, and it's my son finds it hilarious. But like, even he's like, 
where's Curly? Who's that guy? Like, oh my god! Yeah, what's up with Doug? <laughs> Shemp. Yeah, what the hell's a sh- yeah. what? So I mean, it happens to everybody at some point, and I mean, even like I said, my son was like, "Who's that guy?" I was like, "That's Ship." Fuck him! <laughs> I was like, "All right, Bobby, settle down." But yeah, man. Wasn't Shemp? Uh, is he? He's Curly's brother, right? Something like that. Well, so Shemp though was actually. But weren't they also? Were they related to Larry? Larry Fine? Something like that. No, you, now. You had there the was some, some family relation. Yeah, Mo Howard. Yeah, Mo and Mo Curly. Howard and Curly Howard. Yeah, and okay, yes. Howard. But yeah. see, the thing was, is that Shemp was actually with them on stage originally. He was part of the original act. Yeah, but, but Curly's he, the best one. But yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't do the original movies. It's like the uh, reason, the so. three musketeers, you know, there's really four musketeers, but people only really know three. Yeah, Same yeah. thing with the three stooges. They're like, we can't have four stooges. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, Shemp. Well, there's Shemp and there's Joe and then there's Curly Joe. Like there was a lot of different guys after. after and then Curly's son or I guess grandson has a YouTube channel. Really? Yeah. And so he, and he like teamed up with some, uh, uh, what is it? Three stooges impersonators to give out a, a covid you know stay at home wash your hands and so you get mo giving you the the safety thing of what you're supposed to do during a uh, self-isolation like slapping each other and poking each other in the eyes virtually why i ought to no but it, it's i'll try to find i'll dig that link up too man i love the three stooges i, I always liked zoidberg would always did a little uh a little curly yeah <laughs> <laughs> And being a Mets fan, Dennis, do you remember the Curly Shuffle? Do you remember the Curly Shuffle? That was a big in the 80s when they would do the Curly Shuffle. No. They would play it at Chase Stadium. You know, I, I took a walk down memory lane today because I was cleaning my, my office here and I found all my baseball cards. And I realized, um, so the Mets are my favorite team. You know this, Bob. But when I was a kid, I don't know when the first time I actually saw the Mets play baseball. <laughs> really? It's, yeah. That's interesting. I was a Mets fan because my best friend from like first through sixth grade was a Mets fan. Huh. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'll be a Mets fan too. And then I just, <laughs> just kind of fell in love with baseball without ever even watching it. You poor bastard. Like major league baseball. Cause it wasn't, I lived in South Carolina. We didn't have a team. Yeah. So, and we Dude, who did they cable. broadcast for you guys? Probably TBS. Pro- well, yeah, but you had to have cable to watch uh, like the Braves oh, or something yeah. like that. So on broadcast TV, I don't think MLB was really broadcasting that much. My dad didn't, he wasn't a baseball fan, so he wasn't sitting mm-hmm. around watching it on the weekends or whatever. So I would just like read the sports page and read box scores and stuff and just like oh, wow. imagine these games in my head. And just- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, but that, that's, that's. I was a stat funny. nerd before I was like a watching baseball yeah. nerd. <laughs> well, it was so easy to be a stat nerd back in the day yeah. because every Sunday, I remember as a kid, every Sunday, one page of the sports page was just everybody's batting average, yes. everybody's ERAs, mm-hmm. and you had up top, you had the American League yeah. and National League. You had the- I would I would calculate well if Howard Johnson hits four home runs this week, you know, and maybe yeah. if he gets his batting average up some, then maybe he'll be in position for a triple crown. Maybe I don't know. Like you had it all, man. It was like team batting average runs, yeah. all that. It was just right He needs here. to go 11 for 36 this week and then he'll be <laughs> back in contention. It was the best. I would look at it every, every Sunday. Like, where's this yeah. guy? Who's, where's, what's this guy doing? Oh, yeah. My like, brother and my sister would take the comics first, which I still wanted to read too, but I would wait for my dad to be done with the sports page just so I could 
pour through the stats. And it was a whole page. Like it was a whole page of the newspaper. And you would see like, why isn't this guy, oh, he doesn't have enough at bats to qualify because he's have a certain number of at bats, you know? Like it was awesome. That would have been so cool. Because we didn't even get the, I mean, it was a rare thing that we got the paper. So I would just, you know, get mine from the news or AM radio. And uh, because that's how I became a Cubs fan. I've told you that before, where I was listening to the night games. Yeah. Because the night games. Oh, I went over the road. Yeah, so WGN was a superstation, and so at night they would get, they were able to bump up their system because of the old Clear Channel, uh, whatever. And so you could hear <clears throat> WGN in Chicago in Alabama because it was the way it would bounce off the atmosphere because the ionosphere changes at night, mm-hmm. and you can bounce a signal further. So I was listening to Cubs games, and I thought it was the greatest thing because I'm hearing you know you know this team out of Chicago. This is awesome. But I could never hear them play games at home. And I was like, God, why don't I ever get any home games? And it wasn't until I started watching it in the summers when I'd go to my uncle's house to work in his upholstery shop. He had cables. So WGN back then would, you know, was nationwide on cable. So I'd watch the Cubs games and it's like, they don't have lights. This all makes (laughs) sense now. But yeah, so that's where mine came in. It was just the, the geek factor of I'm listening to an amplified modulated system from, you know, three states away. Sports from Spain. No, but it's cool. I mean, Science. I used to listen- And that was Harry Carey too, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. That yeah. would, I mean, I think anybody would be a, a Cubs fan if you just heard Harry Carey's voice. Well, no, but on the radio though, you had, um, God, who was, I can't remember the commentators when I first started though, because it was. It wasn't was- Harry Carey? No, this was like early 80s. Probably not on the radio. The, the radio really? guys. Yeah, not Harry. Because he was, I'd see him on uh He was on the TV. TV. Yeah. Maybe because I'm thinking of Skip Carey, always doing the radio broadcasts for the Braves. And I did see recently, I guess there's this, uh, the guy from uh, Jack Ryan in The Office. Jim. Yeah. Jim. John he's, Krugowski. He, he's, his got his, Jim. he's got a uh, YouTube channel called... Uh, was it something good news or something yes. or some good news SGN? And one of the things the other day had was Joe Buck do the sports commentary on oh, people good. playing sports in their house. So like the, the mom was trying to like throw laundry into the wash. And so he's like giving the play by play as the dad comes in and tries to block. Man, I really hate that. I missed that. Yeah, me Joe too. Buck is so fucking great. Yeah, that's a real you know, people be hating on Joe Buck. I don't know what. Like, I just don't like why, it, man. Why do people not he like? Sucks. Joe Buck? He's no good. He sat. He takes all the fun out of the broadcast by sounding like he's not interested in being there. Right. Yeah, there's a difference between. Yeah, a lot of the times he and does, his dad was so great. Yeah, he sounds like part. he sounds disinterested. So yeah. the only reason he got the job is, yeah, well, your dad was all right. Like he's not bad at some of the aspects. Like he'll lay out and let the you know, actual stadium tell the story at some points. Like he won't mm-hmm. try to talk over and fill the silence. Like like if there's like a game winning home run or something, he'll lay out sometimes and kind of let that tell the story mm-hmm. of it. But like whenever he talks, he's just like, Yep, that was a Grand Slam from <laughs> See, I, I keep hearing everybody hates on Joe Buck, but I I, I don't know. I just I don't If you that like him, that's so. fine, man. I, it's not that I go out of my way sucks. to like him. I just, you know, him versus any other, I'm just like, eh, it's not the guy I grew up with, but it's, you know, whatever. Yeah, I hate him. Now it bugs because I used to know those guys' names that used to do the uh, the radio commentary. Google it. Google machine. Now I got to Google it. I'll do that. But, yeah. Um, 
the Star Trek episode, I think we got some big things, at least for the first couple episodes of season seven. This I is wanna... a three story arc, I believe, isn't it? What this this the season or just the episode? This the, this episode this is this is the first of three like boom boom boom. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. That, this cool. is kind of like the uh, the previous episode. They packed a lot into this one, but I think mm-hmm. maybe they did do a better job of uh, cohesively telling the stories. And I think one. they uh, it feels more because Jadzia's death kind of felt tacked on. Where here, I think they do a really good job kind of putting it in the forefront, and like this is what's going to happen. This is our objective. This is our goal. Um, yeah. we're trying to get her into Stovacore, which is really awesome. I, you know, if I die, I hope you guys try to get me into Stovacore. Hell yeah. I hope you guys right. go on some epic quest. Well, you know what? Just don't die like a punk bitch. Well, I mean, there's a good chance <laughs> that if, when I go, Dennis, I will go like a punk bitch. You better keep that strap ready at all times. Nah, son. I told Stephanie, I was like, man, you know, it's hard to get into Stovacore. What do you have to do? Eat the heart of your enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hardcore. What if your enemy's a robot? Uh, does you have haven't lived a good Klingon life, though, if you only have one enemy. I guess, I, I guess well, enemy, what if your enemy's Picard? Then you got to eat his robot monkey no, heart? Any, I think what this means is like any enemy of, <laughs> of, of Kronos, if you will. It's like if you're in battle and you kill another guy in battle, you can eat that guy's heart. You don't necessarily have to like know them i wish they would show more klingons eating hearts yeah standards and practices i guess yeah but like in the newer series they could do it they probably showing fucking eye trauma why can't they show somebody eating a heart that oh my god i that was unnecessary completely chris from uh, trek fm and and i discussed that it was just i mean because he's had eye surgery for the last couple of years the issues and so he said it was particularly traumatizing. And I, you know, and I didn't, but it was just like, good God, it just completely unnecessary. That's what got, I, I don't mind gore if it served a purpose. We're we talking but, about Picard? Yeah, yeah. But just Star Trek, it was, it was unnecessary. It just, there's a way to do, and the thing is, is they did something similar on the last episode, mm-hmm. but they didn't do it as gory. It's like, why couldn't you do that on the first time? I feel like people didn't like Picard as much. Like, I felt like the internet kind of... They're still, like, the sycophantic cheerleaders who anything... They just want to cheerlead anything that's Star Trek coming out right now because I think people feel like it could be taken away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it doesn't get supported, then (laughs) CBS won't make any more. So they have to try and rally the troops to, hey, just watch it. It's, It's great. It's Star Trek. Star Trek. We won't get new Star Trek if we don't support it all. But yep. yeah, I wasn't really feeling Picard. I feel like it, it people... picked up. Huh? It picked up at the end. Eh, I guess. I feel okay. like people were more into like people were more into an anti discovery and Picard was just kinda like, Yeah, it's cool that he's back. Yeah. You know? It would have been nice ten years ago. That brings me up though, uh I while we're talking about Picard real quick, I need to apologize because I I, I misdirected my rant a couple of weeks ago. Uh-oh. Again, about screen rant? A screen rant. It's not Uh-oh. screen rant. Screen rant, those guys are fine. I apologize. 
the 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 dumb shit was now, ben this is one thing you need to learn if you're going to get into the internet raining game get it right. never apologize never, apologize. never like, it doesn't matter how wrong you are never apologize never. in fact screen, double down yeah screen rant is a bunch of idiots but for other reasons haven't we learned anything from the, our the, president the, the, <laughs> never the, the, well, hold on, let me do the accordion the the, the true idiots are the, this jackass over at uh Screen crush. Okay. Screen, screen crush. crush. So yeah. what you're saying is you've had your you've had your problems with screen rant, but screen crush is where it's really at. That's that's what I need to start the podcast just to critique the critiquer. Okay. He's he's the guy that that um, I'm just with his uh, his his things that you can't see on the video, but, but yeah, with uh, the Easter eggs Easter and Picard eggs. each way. And just every time he would, they would play the TNG theme. He's like, and then they throw in the motif of the original series theme. And I'm but like, he says that for every episode. Well, every time they play the the little, you know, uh, that's not really an Easter egg anymore after no. the first time. It's no, like okay, right? it's just part of the new theme. Song. And you know what, man? I hate how uh, maybe this is just me, but I feel like the Easter egg thing is kind of almost like like it's like gatekeeping. To yeah. some extent, like, oh, you yeah. didn't see the Easter egg there? Yeah. What are you? It's like, no, I was trying to enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't watch it 17 and, and times. And here's the thing is, if you put it in, though, so blatantly, is it an Easter egg or is it just, you know, what do they call it? It's just fan, fan service. service. Yeah. yeah, it's just fan service. But I hate yeah. the Easter egg. Oh, if Did you, you miss- catch the Easter egg that Jean-Luc Picard was in the show? <laughs> <laughs> and then, it's like, yeah, it's called Picard. Yeah. Then, believe it or not, Seven of Nine shows up. <laughs> what an what Easter, an Easter egg. You, you watch very closely. <laughs> you might see Deanna Troy in an episode. Yeah. Now, this is somewhat of a deep cut, but <clears throat> Hugh was actually a Borg on TNG. You may not have known this. He right. played an important part in the two-part episode, Descent. It's like you just can't enjoy something. You got to, like, fucking study it like you're yeah. taking the Which SAT. Descent, there was an Easter egg in Descent. Lore is actually Data's brother. <laughs> a lot of people were upset that... Uh... Now I want to do a dumb Easter egg video. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of his... You know, like, here's an Easter egg. It's like Peter, an Easter egg for a three-year-old. Peter it has Parker. to be in a really obvious place. <laughs> Peter Parker <laughs> is Spider-Man. Yeah. Easter egg, Aunt May is actually but Peter's here's, aunt. Here's the thing, though. He's, his episode, his, this guy's titles 61 easter eggs that you may have not seen from episode one the show's only the show's only 45 minutes long (laughs) 41 easter eggs in episode 10 57 easter eggs in episode eight all right ben you know what i'm gonna join you in tearing down these guys (laughs) easter eggs all right let's record it how many freaking easter eggs are? let's go one by one on his easter eggs and just talk about how much bullshit it is i'm sure there's one or two valid easter eggs in there but but I don't want to have to study it like it's some kind of test. Like, I just want to watch it and enjoy it. Like I'm but not you gonna know, watch. They know that there are people who can't resist that kind of stuff. Ben, <laughs> and like just want to know. Well, what did he see that I didn't see? Because I'm sure I saw all the Easter eggs. If it's 61 Easter eggs in an episode, that, yeah, that this, they're not Easter eggs. Yeah, the show's only 45 minutes long, bro. Like, how many fucking Easter eggs are we putting in this thing? Easter eggs should be like one or two little things that you're like, oh shit, what did that guy's name? Like, uh, the the brother, his, I forget what the guy's name was. The this the missing Sung son. 
but he his initials Spoilers. are his <laughs> his initials are AI. Oh really? And I'm like, come on. One of my okay. favorite Easter eggs. That's egg. an Easter egg because AI actually stands for artificial intelligence. <laughs> and spoiler, data's artificial intelligence. <laughs> data's a robot. One of my favorite Easter eggs ever is in one of the Marvel movies. And it's where I think like somebody is working on Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. It's in like somebody's warp room. I can't remember. Well, no, it's, it's the first Iron Man movie, yeah. he, he's got the, the big, when he's trying to make the new elements so he could make his new. Uh, the little shield is right there. Like pieces There's a shield. Yeah. And he's like, hand me that. And the guy hands him his, like Captain's America prototype shield. Yeah. And he's using it to prop up. The, the, yeah, the that's a perfect little Easter egg. Like or or like the little news tickers whenever they show like a TV broadcast and one of the headlines is something like, oh, Victor Von Doom attends UN, you know, yeah. uh, uh, summit or whatever. Another it's one like, I really, Dr. Doom, Easter egg. I, I really enjoyed was um, uh, in Spider-Man 2 where they're trying to figure out a name for Dr. Octopus. What if we call him Dr. Strange? Like, no, there's already one of those. It's like, that's awesome. Like in night, what was that? 2001. Like that was your idea of the Marvel universe. Like they they said, Dr. Strange. Oh my God. Oh my God. What was it? What was it? The captain, one of the captain, was it winter soldier where they catch the uh, Hydra guys? Yeah. And so they've got the, the they're zooming in on all the people. Well, when they've got the one up on the top of the roof that they're going to like, Oh yeah, throw yeah. you off the roof kind of thing. Yeah, he—they're talking about he's Val Victorian, Iowa City, yeah. Dr. Strange, Stephen Strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And th- those those for me are Easter eggs. Yeah, just you know. Yeah. Like, Although I, mean, I fell for it because I was like a lot of other people who thought they were talking about Amadeus Cho as the valedictorian from Iowa City. Mm. But somebody like I think the Russo brothers or somebody somebody else came out there and said. No, we weren't talking about that. Mm. But it was—it didn't really matter because it yeah. never developed into anything. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. But I mean, in Spider-Man Two, this was just a standalone film, and the fact yeah. that they there's they, no universe. Yeah, there's no. It was just Spider-Man Two, and they just mentioned Doctor Strange. I was like, that's all. That's the cool standalone. Or they mentioned yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange. And really, only comic book nerds would know at that point. Yeah, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange was. Yeah. Well, no. Okay, think back to uh, Indiana Jones, the last Indiana Jones. Or they'd be like Doctor Hugo Strange. Yeah. <laughs> that's what? weird. I thought he was a Batman villain. Um, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when they're in the sewers under Venice and they're going through looking for the tomb of the Last Crusader or something and on the sewer wall there's like a a, a wall painting of the Ark of the Covenant Yeah, and he says really? something about the Ark of the Covenant and she's like are you sure and he kind of glances back and goes pretty sure and keeps going and you're like haha because the first movie you you guys you that was funny well even in what temple of doom where the, the nightclub they're at is obi-wan obi-wan like, yeah that's yeah. cool as shit you know it's just something stupid and little that's an easter egg yeah God, i haven't been to club obi-wan in years you know didn't she marry steven spielberg she was married or I guess they got married after that, right? Yeah. Is, I don't know. Are they still married? Or I think they were together because that's that's how she got that role. Oh, she yeah. yeah. No shit, Dennis. That's an Easter <laughs> egg for you. <laughs> yeah, somebody alert Screen Crush. We got a whole new episode. <laughs> oh, Christ. I don't know. My point is I don't know if they were married yet or not, but oh. she only got that role because of, she was yes. banging Steven Spielberg. Yes. I think we all agree to that, Dennis. <laughs> Uh, so what do you want to rate? I still the, enjoy it though. I love I love all the Indiana Jones movies except yeah. the fourth one because it's shit. 
but I, I don't Temple know. Of, Temple of Doom is good. It's it's goofy. Like, do you ever watch them in order? And there's though? 32 Easter eggs in the first. What do you mean in alone. order? Like one, two, three, four? Well, no, no. Chronological. Well, order? One, yeah, chronological. Because so well, that, technically Doom, the second one. Yeah. Doom Raiders, the, uh, Crusade. Yeah, and so you see all three of them. That's actually the order that I saw them. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw Temple of Doom first. Oh my That's, god! I didn't see it. the first. The first Indiana Jones movie I remember seeing was The Last Crusade because I saw it in theaters. That's the first one I think I saw in theaters. Yeah, and then I watched the other two later. As that was eighty nine, because eighty nine was the year of Last Crusade, Lethal uh, Weapon, Batman, uh, Lethal Weapon, Star Trek Five. And something else was that year, but it was like for me that summer. I was just like I, it, I, my best friend had a car, and we were at the theaters just like every freaking weekend. There was just another just amazing movie. Yeah. So, great times. I think Batman's the only one I saw in the movies that year, because my parents would only take us to the Navy theater. Mm. That's cool. Well, how much is that? Because now I think the Navy Theater is like what, like five bucks or something. So back then it would have been what, like two fifty two. Yeah, it was always cheap. That's the reason yeah. why we went. But yeah, that's what we always took when we were active duty. That's the kids always like, oh well, we're going out to uh, the base theater today. Yeah. I got five kids. You better be lucky. You got a base theater. It's uh... everything's always out for eight weeks before you can see it. <laughs> the base theater. Yeah. One of my favorite movies uh, is Quigley Down Under, <laughs> which I highly encourage everybody to watch. But it took so long for that to get to the Coleman County Triplex that it was already out on VHS for rental before <laughs> it got to the theater. That's funny. Because, you know, they only had three screens. So yeah. they just, you know, you got to cycle them through. And for some reason, it was still able to make it to the theater but it was already on VHS. So I saw it at the theater. And then, you know, a few weeks later, uh, my grandmother wanted to watch a movie. So I was like, ah, go rent this. I know it's safe. <laughs> so I know all the Easter eggs. I know all the, in uh, this scene, Tom Selleck has a mustache, much like he has in another show that he was on. There are 45 Easter eggs in this grandma, in this movie, grandma. Let's see if you can find them all. <laughs> In this scene, there's a dingo, and it didn't eat the baby. So what do you think of this episode of um, Deep Space Nine? Ben, well, you can go first. I'm going to say uh, it's, it's a strong 7 point something or a week 8. So I'm going to just say 7.8. <laughs> All right, 7.8. Dennis, what do you say, buddy? Yeah, I'm in that neighborhood. I say it's like a 7.5. I thought it was really good. Yeah, He's I'm got gonna... my mouth ready for season 7. I want, I want some more. It's, I, I'm going to agree with you, Dennis. I, it's a 7.5 for me. It would have been an 8, but then I didn't like the new Dak showing up at the end because I was instantly like turned off. I was like, no. She's That's got to suck. Like when you replace work. a popular character on a show. Yeah, yeah and like the, the first one was like this big kind of Amazon hot chick and then now who's all sexy. You got this little weird elf girl. Like, no. Yeah. Good. The only person that I can think of that really worked out for is uh, from on Cheers when uh diane gets replaced by by rebecca Re yeah rebecca but they did such a good job because they went the complete op they gave her like a whole new story she just wasn't like a waitress who showed up 
Cheers yeah. got bought by a corporation and, yeah. Yeah. and, and Christy Alley's character was the manager from the corporation. That's a really good way to incorporate that. Like now I just got to think you're Dax. Like, no, nah, you got the same name. No, nah, I'm good. Well, you know, it's like when they replaced, uh, what's her name on, uh, Voyager with seven of nine. Yeah. So, I mean, but again, she had a cooler I don't remember story. what's her name. Yeah. She had a cooler story. Yeah, the fact yeah. that she's just, if she would have been a completely different character she like, didn't have to have uh stupid uh neelix in every s- scene with her if we'd gotten seven of nine to begin with we would have never had to have had neelix because they came together as a couple and yeah, they were a pair and neelix gaslit her the whole i can't wait to go through that and just that's an easter egg where neelix is gaslighting his girlfriend it's not you that i don't trust it's that tom he's terrible yeah did you know he was in prison? <laughs> I hate Neelix. Worst character. Worst one character of my favorite ever. episodes is... Uh, the one where he dies. Well, yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Tuvok, who I, I'm not a fan of, but I am for this one episode. Because uh, he's, he's sitting there, and I guess he's fantasizing about it. But you don't know this at first, and he's sitting there, and Neelix keeps poking at him, poking at him, poking at him. Oh, just a little smile, Mr. Vulcan. And he keeps asking him to leave him alone. And finally, he just snaps and he grabs Neelix by the throat and just like smacks him against the wall and yeah. crunches the neck and just kills him. <laughs> and I'm just like, so the first time I'm I watching this, i to say, this, that I'm actually like, happens? Yeah, but then it cuts back to Neelix uh, still pestering him and, and Tuvok is still sitting at the table and he'd just oh, been imagining. Like, did they just watch True Lies or something? <laughs> and that's where they came up with that idea? Yeah, it's the uh, late 90s. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, so we are season seven is a go for Deep Space Nine. It's almost over. I don't want it to end. I'm re- it's been really great. This is truly my favorite of the uh, classic treks. Like pre-new stuff, DS9 yeah. is, is absolutely. And the thing that sucks is it just ends. Like it's over after the TV show is over. Yeah. Like there's no movies. There's no. That's and- it. That was one of the things um, on the documentary. It looks like they they upscaled a lot of the the visual effects or redid them. I'm not sure what. So they would show like outside views of the station, but it's in HD and it looks so good. I'm just like, oh my God, I wish the entire series could get that. uh, This show's a really good looking show, period. Yeah. Yeah. The set design. I mean, I'm going to miss this show. Yeah, me too all the interesting like second and third level characters. And that was the thing that had a picture of main, it had a, screw, a board with main characters and you had like seven people and then it said secondary characters and then the board is just full of all of them. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, they're going through and you got this guy and this guy and then you got Sean Combs, and Sean, or not Sean Combs. Uh, Sean Combs? It? Puff Daddy? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey what, Combs. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what? I mean, you never know. He could have showed up, put him in some makeup, yeah. you never know. He, he's yeah. uh, Worf's long lost uh, brother. That was some glasses better. on him, some sunglasses, boom. <laughs> Easter egg, he has a lot of gums. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell it's Sean Combs. His hair always looks so nice. And he looks weird without glasses. <clears throat> yeah. Like when he's not wearing sunglasses, he looks weird to me. Him and yeah, Jamie That's why Fox. J-Lo broke up with him. Yeah, like, Eventually he had to take off his glasses. He couldn't wear them all the time. He slipped like, up one day. He's like, oh my God, my glasses. <laughs> J-Lo, don't look at me. Don't look at me. He used to pull that bag like Elephant Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, well, there you go, guys. Season seven, we're here. Off and running. Off and running. So, well, we will talk to you guys soon. Stay safe. Um, six feet, people. Six feet. Wash your damn hands. Wash your hands six feet. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Six feet. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't understand.